you're still having fun, you're doing everything everyone else is doing, but you're not out there buying three cars and, you know, three homes all over the place. You you can save and then after you're done, you can still live the same life. It's time for financial advisor Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hello, I'm Ben Schrock, and joining me today, i got a special guest, uh, Brian Winters is on the show. So we're going to take this out to probably two parts, and um, the first part we're going to focus on getting to know Brian a little bit better, have him talk a little bit about his saving habits and what he's done his whole career, and then part two is going to dive in a little bit deeper on more about his uh, entrepreneurial side and tap in there. So Brian, first of all, welcome to the show. Glad to get you on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So um, before we get into it, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where'd you Where'd you grow up? Where are you from? Where'd you go to school? What What kind of you know? Take it from there. Yeah, I uh, I grew up in Hudson. I graduated Hudson in two thousand nine. I continued my football career at Kent State, and I was there to two thousand thirteen. And then um, from there, I got drafted by the Jets. Nice in the third round, and uh, was with the Jets for eight years, and then Buffalo for a year, and then Arizona this past year. Yeah. So it's been a ride. Um, it's been fun. That's why I told you you look skinny. So I know I'm, I'm in between, I'm in the off season weight. I'm about 275, but <laughs> hopefully this doesn't air to anyone else. Yeah. They don't, they yeah don't we, we don't have quite the following. Yeah. So it, it can <laughs> take advantage of that. So, um, was it always a, a goal of yours to, to play in the NFL? Was it, uh, you know, everyone tries to strive for that, that right. top level, obviously. But at what point in your life did it become realistic? Was it kind of high school? Was it college? Where was that did yeah, click so, for you? So it's kind of crazy. Between my sophomore and junior year, like after wrestling season, I gained 70 pounds Jeez. and grew four inches. And, you know, after that year, I, I literally looked at my dad. I'm like, wow, you know, I'm <laughs> – I'm kind of big now, you know, maybe I could do this football thing. So then after my junior year of football, you know, I got my first couple offers. My first offer was actually from Syracuse University. And then from there, it just kind of came into like, you know what, I think this could be my, my career. And then I went to Kent State. I just wanted to stay close to home. And, you know, I like the home-cooked meals. And, sure. You know, I wanted, you know, my parents still do my laundry and all that stuff. <laughs> so and be I, close to the games, too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it was nice for them. They could all come to the games and everything. But, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. It's just how you play, and they'll sure. find you wherever they are um, or wherever you are. So Kent State worked out great for me. And after my junior year of college, it kind of came in to the way of, you know, scouts were coming in and asking about me and mm-hmm. all that, and I was getting honors from the MAC, And, you know, it kind of came into, like, a surreal picture. Like, yeah. you know, this could be something I do. So I put all my chips into that basket. I wasn't going out. I was just, you know, training and doing my homework and, kind of just staying on that task to just put all my eggs in one basket to yeah. see how it works, you know. And, you know, obviously it worked out. Yeah. But it's kind of tough because, you know, when you're in college, you want to enjoy all those things. But I kind of put that aside and put all my things and my thinking into this. Well, it makes sense, too, because I, I don't think people realize, you know, it, the scale of the NFL. And there's only so many people at your position, right? There's only 32 starting guards in in the NFL so to go from division one college with hundreds 300 plus schools down to the NFL is a pretty pretty oh, amazing accomplishment it, so it's the risk is there but like in your 20 year old self you probably weren't thinking about that oh, right? absolutely not yeah I was just thinking you know I was like I was just living in the fast lane at that point absolutely so tell me a little bit about the NFL you started how many games 
said he told me at one time. Yeah, 110 games wow. I started. Yeah, That's so I got thrown in there my rookie year, and from there it just kept going. Yeah. Did you like New York? I liked New York at first. It was tough. Um, it was an adjustment, you know, coming from Ohio sure. and then moving there. When I got drafted by the Jets, I actually thought I was going to be living in a one-bedroom apartment yeah. in New York. I had no idea. It was actually everything was in New Jersey. Our practice facility oh. and the stadiums actually in New Jersey. Okay. So that's a little fun fact. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. It, it turned out to be real, you know, real feeling of, of home. You yeah. Know, it was. It was. It was a tough adjustment at first. Like I said, coming from Kent and going there, but. Um, I was surrounded by a good group of guys and made it feel like home. Awesome. And you met your wife there too, right? I did. I met her um, actually at an event in in New York. So kind of funny. She is from Willoughby mm-hmm. and um, she also went to Kent, but we had no no idea of each other. And then we went to the Big Apple and we met each other, which is kind of wild. That's wild. Yeah. And then you came back home. Right? And then we came back home. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I keep coming back to Ohio, but I do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's a yeah. good, good spot. Yeah. Good hunting too. Yeah, fishing, right? That's it. So, um, and you guys got one little one and one on the way, right? Yep. And yep. as we're recording it, what's well, February 4th and Jenny's due soon? February 15th. Holy smokes. I know it. So. Yeah, yeah. she's, uh, she's getting to that point. It might be sooner, so we'll see. Awesome. I so, know. so, um, now we're going to kind of talk a little bit more about, um, you know, what, what made you, uh, I guess aware of, of becoming a saver in football and, and, and while you're working, essentially. So what was it out there that made you a great saver? I mean, we talked a little bit, you know, behind the scenes. If For a little bit of background, Brian and I used to live down the down the street from each other, <laughs> even though he never plowed my, my driveway. <laughs> he just lived down the road, and then he ditched us. But, um, but what made you a, a great saver uh, from day one? Yeah, it's just uh, one of those things. Um, so when I first came to the NFL – you know, obviously getting these big chunks of money in these portions and then you realize, um, you know, the taxes and you take that out and then you realize how little amount that it really is. I mean, it's still a good amount, but it's cut in half dang near. Right. So in the NFL, it stands for not for long. That's the way I look at it. Right. And when I talk to my financial side and stuff, they always tell me you're cooking in a microwave. Everyone else is in a slow cooker sure but you're cooking in a microwave you're going to get all your money yep and you're going to be done in 10 years if you're lucky mm-hmm. right so if you can make it to 10 years so i i took that real serious and we put a plan together and we put a savings plan together because you know you always want to work real hard at what you're doing so you don't have to do anything after right, right? and that you know i wanted to play really really good and work really hard and you know be able to have opportunities after football so knowing that I was very clear cut and dry with what I wanted to do and how I wanted to save. So that really helped me put in the perspective of like, of everything. So was there anyone that like on the team that like, cause you always wonder, right? you, you hear the, the stories, the, the 30 for thirties where athletes spend all the money or they, they go broke heaven forbid. And, and was there, there a, a mentor that took you under your, their wing that said, Hey, listen, this is what you got to do. And you're like, all right, I respect you. I'm going to do it. Or was it just a little bit of the financial advisor, or right. a little bit of both? Yeah. You know, it's, you know, I knew the value of a dollar coming in. Sure. So like it was easier for me, but there are these guys out there that don't understand yeah. and they don't really get the financial like support from, you know, wherever they grew up or the people, you know, there's all these people out there, you know, like, Oh, give me your money. I can make you a million dollars in two weeks, you know, or whatever. It's just, you hear so many horror stories in the NFL, but I have, I've had good mentors. Uh, you know, Nick Mangold really helped me. He's actually an Ohio guy. I went to Ohio state, but he kind of taught me 
you know, the basics and, yeah. you know, save now so you can live later sure. type thing. So that's the saying I kind of went by. Yeah. And obviously it, it paid off for you. You know, it's one of those things. And, and you mentioned uh, the whole tax issue. So, I mean, I think I, I always go back to my, you know, college self before I got into this business. And, and I always thought if, man, if I can graduate and make like a fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000, that's $5,000 a month. Right. And, and that's all my income, right? right. I'm going to make five grand a month. And, and little do you know, well, you know, you got to pay for health insurance, taxes, and all this stuff comes down. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, uh, were you in that same boat? Like when you got signed, you're like, "Oh man, I'm gonna make this much money. I'm good." Oh. Or was it like a, a harsh reality when the first check came? Yeah. What? So, funny story. When I was my rookie year, I got my signing bonus after yeah. I got drafted. So, you sign, and then it was like three or four, uh, maybe a week into um, rookie mini camp, right? You get your first check of your signing bonus because I was drafted in the third round and I opened it up and I looked at it and I was like, wait a minute, (laughs) where's the rest of this? You know, like I'm missing half of this. So I called my dad, I called my mom. I said, something's not right here. They're like, someone stole my money. Someone stole my money. They're they're like, son, welcome to taxes, you know? So I looked at it and I was like, holy crap. So from there on, I realized whatever that money is, whatever that number is, cut that in half or yep. maybe even more. And I think that's a good outlook too. And, and I try to preach that to our retirees, our clients to say, you know, if you got a million dollars in a 401k or an IRA, you know, cut that in half or take a third out and just park that to the side and say, exactly. okay, you don't really have a million, you got 700,000 exactly. now because you can only spend what, what the, the net dollar that comes in your, your pocket at the end of the day. Correct. So um, what, the other thing I, I found was wild with, with you guys is, is that you said every stadium you go to, um, you got to pay taxes in that, yeah. that state. Yeah, you're right? a W-2 for each of those. It's, yeah. it's wild. So, you know, taxes before I got to the NFL were pretty easy for me. You know, sure. I just get on TurboTax and, you know, do whatever my job was during college. But once I got to the NFL, I'm I'm literally – we'd have probably nine away games. I'm, I'm filing in every state. So I'm filing in the state we play in and then the state where, you know, our, yeah. our home state. So, but for me, I was getting it in New Jersey and New York and wherever we played. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So you oh. really cut it up. You oh. know what I mean? So what was your favorite state to play in then? Miami. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> That's Dolphins. where everyone goes Exactly. There, right? Yeah. I'm happy they're in our division yeah. for so long. I bet you wish you could play two away games there <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. conference. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. So is that something that you you look at someone that goes out and makes good money and they go buy a big house or all these these cars and what have you? They, I Oftentimes I feel like they forget about the, the property taxes too, right? I'm going to go build this gigantic house, spend a couple million dollars, and then I'm going to have to pay continually $30,000, dollars $50,000 a year in property taxes. Is that something that you saw like with teammates or in, in all the time co- colleagues? Yeah. And you know, you get guys that were on rookie deals, right? So they're the rookie salary for four years is 500 grand, yeah. right? It's a lot of money, right? Sure. You cut that in half and then that's over five years or four years, right? And then they go buy a big house or whatever and, you know, they, they just don't understand where their money's going. Well, it's not like you're made of 500 grand. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're, it's 250,000 over four years. Yeah. You know I mean? Even half of that. So I've seen a lot of horror stories, like I said. Sure. And I'm just happy that I was kind of brought up yeah. with knowing you know, like I said, the value of a dollar and mm-hmm. realizing, you know, how your money goes. When you took someone's advice to heart too, I love the the saying you're cooking in a microwave. I right. think that's genius because that's so true. And, um, are, are the paychecks like, uh, that's the other thing too. Are they, are they spread out through the course of the year? Yeah. They- so, so when I first came to the NFL for the first eight years was 17 pay periods. Right. And it's funny that you bring that up because now teams are moving to 34 to 36 pay periods. Makes right. Sense. So 
they're getting these players are getting checks in the off season too, right? Yep. Because if they're getting paid for 17 weeks, right, mm-hmm. and they don't get a check for that period of time to the next year, they kind of spend it all. Sure. Or they don't put it away or don't yeah. use it the right way. So I think the NFL is doing it now to break it up so that players can have checks coming in like a normal job so that, you know, they have some security. Yeah, it makes sense too. And, and is that something too that the NFL, I mean, not to put them on blast, not, not that they'll probably listen, but <laughs> um, it, it, do you feel like there's enough awareness out there that, that like, you know, you always hear the, the rookies all gather at, at a, you know, I don't know, meeting or something. Symposium, yeah. Yeah, thank you. And um, is it, are people paying attention? Is it, is it something that, that can be improved on? Because you're always looking at it and saying, okay, I did it, right? right. You, being you, right. you made it, you did it, you saved, you got to the other end. How can we model Brian Winters and say, replicate this times everyone in the NFL, right? right? Yeah, so they actually do the rookie symposium. I don't know if they still do it, but it was in Aurora. Yeah. And they stay at the, Bur- or the Bertram and then they go to the Hall of Fame Stadium. But, you know, it, there's a lot of information and there's a lot of people that come in there and throw a bunch of stories at you and whatnot. But I don't think most of these guys are paying attention just because, you know, they get drafted and then a week later you're going to this place and you're like still in shell shock that sure. you're, you just got drafted because it's only for the draftees. You just got drafted and like you're super excited. So you're like, and you don't, you haven't had a paycheck yet, right? You right. don't get a paycheck till you're a couple weeks into to playing. So they just think they're all millionaires. Sure. You know, and they don't really listen or grasp any of these stories. Yeah. But I think they can do a better job with getting people more involved and having maybe not doing doing it a week or two after they get drafted, maybe sure. further down the road. And, you know, the Jets, I, I can speak on the Jets, Jets' behalf, but during uh, we had a player personnel guy, who Dave Zott. He actually played in the NFL for 14 years, mm-hmm. and he harped on it to all the young guys. And he would have meetings every other month during the season – to get guys involved and have different financial people come out and tell them like the, you know, the status of like, if you invest your money, what sure. it will do for you and all that. And it was optional. Right. But like the majority of the rookies and the young guys would go to it. I knew I always went to it because you know, you never know too much and you always Absolutely. want to get more information. Yeah. So it's like something that's continual, like continuing education. You know, and I can imagine, you know, being 21, 22 years old or whatever age you get drafted and, um, you know, having to all everything going through your head, like you right. said, it's a whirlwind, and then sitting there listening to some guy preach about how you save money, spend. Yeah, it's not going to be me. I don't care. Right. Don't, don't pay attention. So, yeah, I, I've always wondered that to say how how can you, you know, where, where's the outreach? Where's the giant megaphone to say here's how you got to do it? And right. then just ingrain it in these individuals to continue to save because it's going to pay off later. And absolutely, and you're not going to have a potentially a 10-year career like you did or right. you know, uh, like Tom Brady career. You're not, you're not going to last that long. The average career, maybe, what, a couple years? It, yeah, it's a year, year and a half, That's which crazy. is wild, yeah. And another thing, too, is, you know, the, the benefit plans in the NFL are just so substantial. Like yeah. the 401K, I always tell all these rookies, every time they come in, I send them down to the locker room and I say, listen, yeah. take full advantage of this. Max it out. Yeah. $23,000 isn't going to change you, right? you know, your rookie year or whatever. Put it away because the NFL, NFL's plan is top notch. Every mm-hmm. dollar you put in, they put two dollars in. That's amazing, and you can't you can't beat that. It's wow. it's free money, and and a lot of these guys don't take full advantage of it, which is just mind boggling to me. Because like I said, 
What's $23,000 going to do to you, you know, over your career? Nothing really. I mean, especially if you think about that and and spread that across all those paychecks and especially now when they extended it 34 weeks, that's, that's a, you know, a thousand dollars, less than a thousand dollars a pay going into that. Exactly. Two for one. So like round numbers, if it's 25 grand is the max you can put in. It's a little less than that, but if it's 25, they're putting in 50. So you're putting $75,000 a year each Just year like that, that you're in. Yep. I mean that's a that's absolutely a no brainer. No doubt. And they do that for everyone that's employed. Everybody. If you make that, if you make the roster and you're on the team first year, wow. you got it. Yep. Practice squad guys too, and all Practice that. Practice squad guys too. That's yep. awesome. So, yeah. So I think that's that's something that that you know. Did, did people listen to you though, or? Yeah, a lot of guys did. You know, a lot of guys because they didn't realize. You know, obviously, I you know dumb it down. I pretty mm-hmm. much say exactly like you said. You put you put twenty five grand in. They're putting fifty grand in. What does that equal? Yeah. It's a big amount of money, right? Like, yeah, they're putting double in of what you're putting in, and and then when you're old enough or whatever, that plan is going to be worth millions of dollars. Yep, absolutely, that's awesome. Yep. And uh, did, did you find that most people listen to you, or? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know, just because you know, I, like I said, I've I've seen I've been in a bunch of different locker rooms. I've seen yep. a bunch of different people do different things, right? So I can tell them kind of self-experience. Like, you know, a lot of these guys can go up there and, you know, talk on stage or whatever. But if, you know, life stories and stuff, I feel like that hits people most. Absolutely. Awesome. So anything else that you want to add about the, the saving mentality? Was it the, any influence on your mom and dad? You know, I know your, your dad, uh, you told me you worked in the steel mills, yeah. right? Was that yep. the, the, teaching you the value of the dollar? Did th- a lot go into that? I, yeah, I think so. I, you know, I was working, I had my first job when I was 13, right? Wow. So, so I literally, I got my moped license. This is a funny story. <laughs> I got my moped license and I literally rode a moped when I was 13 to work and I was I was a big kid. They used to call me the circus bear when I'd come in there on my moped. So I'd literally get in there and I'd I'd work from whatever eight till eight at night and yeah. make freaking thirty bucks a day. <laughs> so yeah, I realized, you know, the, the value of the dollar and I think that really helped me. I I've, I've been working since I was young. So yeah. and you know, a lot of these guys that come to the NFL are pretty blue collar guys too. Sure. And you know, they understand it too. But there are some that when they go from nothing or sure. haven't seen money and then get a bunch of money, it's hard for them to understand the big picture. Yeah, it's almost like like I've always looked at, you know, the the college system and pre the NIL, you know, the the name and right, you know, that 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 stuff. I I'm wish thinking, I had that. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> get a fishing boat to yeah, right. sponsor. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but I've always thought like is there a way to protect the the athlete in the sense of um you know giving them like a deferred compensation plan to say okay you know what if you're making a a, your million dollar signing bonus you know what here we're going to give you a third up front and then the other two thirds we're going to defer that out for the next two three years there's there's something in there that they can do to to give them a chance after football that would be honestly that that'd be a great idea and very smart yeah but i think I think most of these players are just like, I want my money and I yeah. want it now. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's hard to blame them. You know, right. it really is. Because again, like you said, if they they come from nothing and now they're getting something and it's a chance to make their life better, not only their life, their family's lives. Correct. Absolutely, you'd want that for them, and that's only the the right thing to do. Right. But yeah, I just your mind, my mind's always spinning. I'm thinking, how can you do it a little bit differently? And, right. And, and who knows? Maybe maybe something will come down the line, but you would hope. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some some type of change because I do believe, like like you said, the the rate of people who leave the NFL and don't have much money saved up is is high, and mm-hmm. it's still high even with all this knowledge and all these people out there and all these different ways to make money. It's like 
it's kind of mind boggling to me, right? Absolutely. If you just follow a plan and you're strict to it, you can still live a good life, right? You're still making good money. You're still having fun. You're doing everything everyone else is doing, but you're not out there buying three cars and, you know, three homes all over the place. You, you can save. And then after you're done, you can still live the same life, right? You can still live the same life. And that's the way I look at it is like, I was so afraid after being done as to work a nine to five. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was my biggest thing. So I want to do everything possible to line myself up for success so I didn't have to do that. Absolutely. I think that's a great way to look at it, honestly, is is the fear of going, right. the, going back to that grind. Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, you get you, you work so hard to get to this place. Why do you want to go back there? Yeah. You can live, you can either, you know, they have that, you know, saying you can live like a king or you can live well. You yeah. know what I mean? Live well. Yep, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a, a little break here. I'm going to switch it up. And uh, I, I, I'm a huge fan, a huge golf fan, as you know, and, and uh, I love a golf show. Uh, David Faraday runs his own golf show. He always does this thing during his interviews where he just throws out random random questions. So I'm going to fire off a few cool. at you, and then we'll get back into it. So favorite college stadium that you played in? I'm going to say Alabama. Ooh. Yeah, it's a good story. Actually, Saban is from Kent State. Yeah. So we would we went out there and played them, and we were the only team to get a standing ovation. Really? Because Saban went there, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they still beat us forty-five to seven, <laughs> but it was a cool stadium. How do you get How do you get up for that game? I mean, do you, do you guys go in knowing like, oh god, you know? You know what though? For me, it was good because you know, coming from the MAC, yeah, um, that was kind of my exposure game. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, go out there and play your best ball against these number, you know, dra- high draft picks. I think that helped me. Absolutely. You know? How about favorite NFL stadium? Favorite NFL stadium? That's a good question. You know, when we would play the Patriots when I was with the Jets, yeah. the atmosphere was always good because it's a big rivalry. Sure. Even though for a long time it was one-sided. Yeah. But um, I would have to go, yeah. Patriots? Yeah. The fans pretty brutal up there? They're pretty brutal. Yeah. And you know what? Buffalo is pretty bad, too. Yeah. <laughs> In that stadium, everyone's right on top of you. Your, 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 uh, your seats where you sit is, like, right next to people yelling at you. Yeah. They look up all your information, start yelling crap. Oh, that's yeah, it's in your head. It's good. <laughs> uh, let's see. Fishing or hunting? Yeah, that's a tough one. You got to get me there. Yeah, I'm going to say fishing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say fishing. O- Freshwater, ocean water. I'm a big bass fishing. Yeah. And okay. you know that. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, dream job if you weren't in the NFL. Dream job. That's a good one. Um you know, I'm really getting into the real estate thing, right? Okay. Like I'm really kind of leaning. I like that 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 venture. I feel like it. You know, it's something that you can grow into. Sure. And you know, even if you didn't have anything, you can start from nothing and build up, which yep. I think is cool. You can be your own empire. Yep. So something in real estate. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Let's transition into part two here. Perfect. We got some more time. Um, so when it comes to investing, do you take much? Uh, do you pay much attention to it? Not to say like, yeah, just do whatever. But like, like, do you like to get into the weeds in terms of the investing? You kind of trust your guy, or or what's the the situation? Yeah, with I you? got I got a good group, um, and I I got good trust in them. First Merchant Private Wealth, that's who mm-hmm. you know manages my money, and I've been with them for six, seven years now. So I have a good relationship with them. And, you know, I trust everything they do and they know the type of person I am. They know that I'm conservative, sure. right? So I'm not like, Hey, go put it at this high, you know, risk yeah. thing and see what happens. They know everything I do is pretty even keeled. So I don't really get into the details of it. We have meetings every month and mm-hmm. go over the things and they show me the fine detail of what it's invested in and what they've seen. Um, but yeah, I'm not really, I don't dive in too yeah. deep. Do you, do you um, panic at all when, like January, when, yeah. like we had a couple of bad weeks, like like our office was a little bit busy, but um, does it 
cause any concern at all? Yeah, you know, I always, you know, when I was reading, you know, you always read those articles. I say look every yeah. six months or whatever. You can't look at it every month. It'll drive you nuts, right? right? Absolutely. Especially, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're controlling your own things on, you know, these apps and, you know, it's going up and down every day, fluctuating. You got to look at like the monthly and, you know, every other month report. Sure. So I didn't really freak out about it because you know how the market is. It's so up and down. Yeah, it is. Yep. But it always ends up, right? Absolutely. It continues to grow. And that's the one thing I appreciate about you is because it's, it's hard for someone to hand over control of their money, right? We right. go through it with clients all the time saying, you know, I've worked my whole life for this. Same thing with you. I've worked my whole life, all the, the time that went into getting to where you are. Right. And now I'm just going to hand it over to someone to, to manage. That's right. a lot to hand over, right? It's scary. It, it, it yeah. is. And, but you know, the trust is being built. I think you said that's the key word there is that you trust them with that. And right. I think that's the important part with anyone uh, when it comes to investing is, is if they hand it over to someone or a firm that the trust is built on the front end. hundred percent. Yeah. And you, you, you build that trust over time, right? Sure. Cause like right away, like you said, it's like you're handing them all your money. You don't know how it's going to go. They yeah. could run off to Mexico. You don't right. know. Right. But you know, Building a relationship is the biggest thing. And, you know, obviously you go through an interview process of trying to find someone and you got to see who you best click with yep. and their whole crew. And, you know, I felt comfortable with these guys. And I think building relationships prior to anything is the biggest thing. For sure. And that's what the, another thing that's like irritating. How many times have you been approached for like something that's just off the wall? Like, hey, man, I got, I got this startup company I want you to invest in. Like, too many times. <laughs> yeah, way too many times. And, you know, it's like, I'll bring all these things to, yeah. you know, my, my side you of shred it. Them? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, they're, they're nice about it though. Right. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you know, they're real. He's like, yeah, let me dive in a little bit. You know, I'll do some, you know, research. And then, you know, I'm like, Hey, yeah, let me invest in this company right here. I'll, I'll say two things. And then he does, he has like a six page report. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, well maybe this isn't worth it. You know right, what I mean? Right. So he does his due diligence, but me, I'm just like, if I see a percentage that's super high, I'm like, yeah, let me, let me, let sure. me try it. But and I think that's what people, that trips people up though. Right. right. Is it, it's, it, it's sexy. Okay. Right. I can get 50%, hundred percent, you know, double my money real quick. Sure. Why not? Is that, is that realistic though? You no. know? And that's yeah. right. I, we always go by the adage. If, if it sounds too good to be true, it typically Probably is. is. Yeah. yeah. And I think if everyone just kind of looked at that, I think they would eliminate all the crooks in the industry or, or put them all, uh, on an Island somewhere, absolutely, basically yeah. but like Bitcoin. And absolutely. All that stuff. Oh God. That's a, a whole nother conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about uh, when it and also the, you brought up an interesting point about like the investment side of things and and uh, the preaching to the the younger athletes and I think it's cool too nowadays where you can get everything with your cell phone you know right. like the ease of investing is at your fingertips where years ago even probably when you first entered the league how that's transformed so like why it, it just hasn't caught on there or, or is it just something that's just not sticking yet yeah that's a good that's a good question like you're talking like those robin hood apps yeah. and things like that right yeah do you have a lot of guys that do that or you think they there, would yeah there's some guys that will do that you know what i mean but like they play with like the small amounts just to kind of like feel the waters and sure. and even like guys that are in the nfl like my two best friends from home yeah. they, they mess around with that too right so mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it's a good way to learn, yeah. right? You know, you're playing with a low amount, so you get yeah. to you get to feel the market and see how it fluctuates. Yep. So I think that's cool. And then, you know, whenever you feel comfortable, you can give your money to, you know, a firm who yeah. will work with it. So Absolutely. I think more people need to take advantage of that so they can see how it works and be like, oh, you know, crap, I can make a hundred bucks in a day, right. you know, putting it here, you know, at small amounts. But 
you know, if you look at that and then, you know, it shows you like, like investment's a real thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you add a couple more zeros, you can see what, what that really does long no term. So um, when it comes to investing, you got a favorite stock out there? Anything that you really like or like I company? said, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm real uh, conservative. You know, Smuckers is my go to. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do a lot with Smuckers and I. I feel comfortable. Not only do I like Smuckers, yeah. <laughs> but it's a good investment. And it's local, too. And I mean, it's local. You can't go wrong. Exactly. So, any other advice out there that you'd give, uh, Brian, when it comes to anyone investing in general, anyone you know outside the NFL, just anyone that's starting their careers, anything, any, any advice out there that you'd want to pass on anyone? Yeah, just, just trust the process. Yeah. It's not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, It's one of those things that it takes time, it builds. The more you put in, the more you'll see, right? But that doesn't mean you have to take your entire paycheck – and throw it in there and then, you know, gamble with it. But yeah. like, you know, save a little monthly and put it away. You know, you you make five grand a month, take fifteen hundred to a thousand dollars and put it away. And in ten years you'd be super surprised at how big that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of those things that I just don't think people take full advantage of and they need to because it sets you up for success at the end in the future. Yeah. You know, pay yourself mentality, pay yep. yourself first type mentality exactly. and, and whether your career is, you know, 10 years, five years or, or 30 years, right. you know, the constant flow of money invested over time is going to pay off in the back end. No so, well, that's going to wrap it up for, for part one um, of our two part series. We're going to get Brian back on here and we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, life after football, what that holds for him. Um, so, if you have any questions for us, you can reach us at, at our office at 330-473-1060. If you got any questions, too, for Brian, shoot me over an email. You can email us at info at bashrock-fg.com, and I'd be sure to pass it along to him. I don't know if he'll answer if he's hunting or fishing. Or, or <laughs> he'll probably be at your house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But we'll get back to him now. And I also want to uh, put a little plug in there, too. Um, we do have a March Social Security uh, workshop. And if you go to our website, www.bashrock-fg.com, under the events tab, you can get the information on that. And, again, it's a Social Security workshop coming up in March. Uh, Brian, thanks for part one. We're going to be back here for part two. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.